everyone, and welcome to I Hope I Can Make It Through, a Degrassi viewing podcast. I'm Donnie, your weirdly up to, um, happy veteran today. Um, I'm Frank, your uh, kind of tired neophyte. <laughs> and today, um, we are going to be taking a look at Degrassi, The Next Generation, Season 2, Episode 3, Girls Just Want to Have Fun. So today, we actually have two very special guests, um, people that I love very, very much and have a lot of interesting takes on all things having to do with aesthetic. Um, our first guest is an award-winning cosplayer um, and also a wonderful creative person. Y'all gotta be quiet while I introduce you. Um, and also just a great friend of mine. <laughs> um, but in all seriousness, a very creative person, very talented, also made a bathing suit made out of nipples, but... Even that was talented. Um, my friend, Eric. So, say hi, Eric. Hi, I just struck my ego, Donnie. Thanks. I try my best. Um, and my other guest um, is a zinester extraordinaire, a wonderful writer, and also a great fashion person from coming in from Australia, my friend, Nikki. All that and more, my dear. So today is going to be really exciting. We have people coming in from uh, the wonderful state of New Jersey, the wonderful state of Pennsylvania, and the wonderful country of Australia. Nikki, where, what area are you coming from again? If you feel comfortable revealing. So, no, absolutely. So I live in Brisbane, which is in Queensland. It's basically, if you think of, um, Think of your Bay Area, California. That's basically a good comparison, but we're uh, more racist. Well, it is Australia. In general, it is Australia. It's where we keep all the racists. True enough, unfortunately. Historically. Historically, yeah, all the bad people. It's and still true today. It's also pretty funny to me because um, this this officially cements the fact that we were able to get an Australian on the show before we could get a Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> I actually kind of like that. Like we none of us are actually experts on the Canadian high school experience, so we're all coming at this from like not, yeah, not really knowing. Yeah, it's it's interesting. We're beginning to start hearing from people who are from Canada. Um, and I am I'm very a, angry. I'm just terrified by it. Makes me wonder what they the, want this show off the air. <laughs> There's just like a lot of me finding out that uh, as an American, even if I think I am above the idealization of aspects of Canadian culture, I still find a way to idealize it. That is really interesting. I never thought about how, like, that that's that's your sister country where everything's just a little better in your mind wow that's wild <laughs> yeah it's really interesting yeah. it it is so really interesting the, the american like take on canada yeah okay. i guess well, well i guess for us that would be i don't know I, I think we're too prideful to really idealize any country we certainly we our new zealands and our balis are like you know where we go to oh, I wish I was there right now so I could be, you know, lazy on the beach or whatever. But I guess America would be like, oh, my God, life is so much cooler in America, you know? And I've been there. It's actually not. No. <laughs> no. No. I mean, like, are there parts of it that are really cool? Yes. Are, you know, there are plenty of places that I think are pretty cool. But, like, historically speaking, politically speaking, 
It has issues, though I suppose you can make that argument with many countries. All countries? Oh, yeah. Probably all, all countries. countries. Probably. I've studied enough history to just be like, oof. Yeah. <laughs> Gen general consensus is oof, ladies and gentlemen and other people. <laughs> um, but, so, without saying, we may not be the most accurate in our assessments of Canadian education. However, we have all been teenagers at some point in our lives um, and can certainly speak to some of the experiences discussed in this episode. You know, I was, very much so. I was just thinking it might be like the opposite of cultural appropriation because we're constantly like, we don't know what's going on in here. Whatever Canada schools do, we're just like, yeah, I guess. <laughs> like, sure. Maybe. <laughs> Oh, that sounds right, yeah. The guy is completely accurate in our eyes, because we don't know. <laughs> well, like, nobody... And the thing is, is like, it's also extra confusing, because a lot of my friends who are Canadian, like, love Degrassi. And so it's like... So what's the truth? Yeah, well, I mean, I... I honestly, I kind of forgot that it was set in Canada while I was watching for the last, oh, like, ten minutes. And I was like, these kids have really stupid accents. <laughs> um, the second... But... The second the word sorry came out of their mouth, I was like, oh, Yeah, God, after I'm a hot sec, I was like, oh, I'm I remember <laughs> To our one Canadian listener, I would like to express my sincerest apologies. I didn't mean a thing that I said. <laughs> it's just because you... You know, it's a combination of child actor accent and also oh, Canadian. Yeah. And also, I'm yeah. Australian, so don't listen to a thing I say about sounding weird. Who's who's to say? Not me. <laughs> um. Well, let's just get to it. Um. <laughs> on that note, now that we have alienated our a portion of our face, <laughs> let's get to it. Um. I'm going to Canada in like less than a month. I know. They're gonna meet me at the board. It's like you're and the you will one. Not come back. <laughs> Apologize for all of us. <laughs> oh, I, I fully expect to be like, "Hi, my name's my name's Frank. I'm an American. I'm sorry." <laughs> my apologies. Please let me go through. Sit right in. We are a stupid, stupid country. <laughs> anyway. Um. Yeah. So, um, what we usually do around these parts is we usually do a like very, very brief kind of one sentence explanation of our A plot, which is your main focus plot, and our B plot, which is our secondary focus. Um, but because we have two guests, um, I wanted to offer y'all like the chance to do one and the other if you two are up for that. Okay. Yeah. Sure. So. Let's have it be Nikki, you can give us our A plot, and Eric, you can give us our B plot. Hell yeah. Okay, so the A plot is that Emma, our protagonist, her mom tells her that she is dating uh, Emma's teacher, Mr. Simpson. Um, Emma insists that she's fine with it, but it's pretty clear that she kind of ain't. Um, and Emma's crush, Craig, inspires her and her best friend. Is it Manny? Is it actually Manny? Yeah. yeah. Manny? Okay, that's a sick name um, uh, to crash the seniors dance. It's short for Manuela. Okay. Oh, well, that's awesome. What a cool girl. I think she's my favorite. We love her. In this house, we love Manny Santos. One... In this house, we stand one girl. She was my MVP for this episode. <laughs> what, one, of, uh, one title I was very happy with was um, The Rise of Manny Santos. 
And I've been trying to find a way to work JoJo references into the titles. Oh, I'm just okay. I'm waiting for an episode to name Manny is Unbreakable. I love that. I, I have an idea of when you could use that, but I can't spoil. Um, but that was our A plot, and Eric, what is our B plot? Okay. Our B plot is two idiots sabotage each other in a fair dance competition. <laughs> um, and are humiliated uh, in front of their peers. <laughs> and then they, they sit sadly, uh, and I guess they make up because they're sad together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Marco just punks them. <laughs> they just get fucking devastated. <laughs> I have a lot Can to I say swear? about that. And then Marco's like, yo, I'm gonna turn to gorilla and fight alien slugs. Guess what? <laughs> That's the deepest cut. <laughs> I just... I think my most, my most disappointing thing about this episode is that we did not actually get to see Marco's award-winning breakdance it's true well like <laughs> well that's his competition it's not hard <laughs> well like it's wild to me also because this is the i didn't even realize this probably because it's so like he's literally in every single shot he's in the background just like doing some moves like this is literally your first introduction to marco del rossi oh this is his like premiere oh reoccurring boy yeah he he oh, is yeah. He's a very important boy. He is legitimately my favorite character in the whole goddamn series, and I did not realize. He, he cut, he cut like a moderately sick wom, and that was my first impression. <laughs> Wearing like the worst outfit ever. A pretty bad outfit. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so usually around these parts we kind of alternate between if we want to start A and B, but I feel like because we're having a lot of feelings about the B plot, maybe we should start with that? Yeah, let's change it up. Let's, let's, not, let's start with the B plot. Yeah, so like... Cause let's, no, yeah, let's do it. Because we also normally start with the B plot because the A plot is just so depressing and hard to talk about. We're just like, let's just put that off for a while. Yeah. Well, the B plots range from Pringles theft... <laughs> To JT being an awful misogynist. Well, luckily this one we just had to oh, deal no, with. Oh, I loved it. <laughs> this one was like, this one was wild. Um, this is exactly what I needed after. It, it, gave, it gave me everything I wanted, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. I'm so glad that Degrassi was able to scratch whatever itch you had in this case i don't even know but it's i think it's the frosted tips yeah as soon as i saw the frosted tips i was like yeah and he had the bead necklace yes the beads oh my god go with the frosted tips i in fact have a note i wrote down the first um viewing which was it it was two separate dots dot points the first is i don't know who spinner is but i love him and the second is oh spinner shut the hell the fuck up (laughs) honestly that's LOL, Spinner, Fragile White Man, Reverse Racism. Right? <laughs> oh my god, that was <laughs> stupid little boy. Wait, wait, I love him. Wait, I'm sorry, Nikki, did you say first viewing, as in you viewed this more than once? <laughs> yeah. Yes, I did. I've, uh, I've I watched did it too. Yeah. I watched it twice. Okay, so you've so far, both of you have bo- so far put forth mo- more effort than Donnie and I do <laughs> normally. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of felt like I I owed that um, to the program, if only because my 
uh, otherwise outside of this episode, my interactions with Degrassi are slim to zero. And for a little context there, that is kind of because um, back in the day when when this show and other Degrassi school of programs were um, on air um, in Australia, um, my mother was at the time receiving an email chain telling from like a Christian mother's organization telling oh, no. you what, what shows to tell your kid they can't watch. Oh, and Degrassi God. was on that list. Boys, I was not allowed to watch that show. Wow. So that's me. Wow. I just didn't have cable, but that's, that's <laughs> a better reason. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, and I don't think like, I don't know. It seems like a pretty harmless show. I don't think it was because it was like unchristian or anything. Um, more that any, any show that just showed teenagers being teenagers was a little too much for the uh, Christian mom association of Australia. So, I mean, we have that here in America. Whenever I see Christian moms, I'm just like, I'm going to guess whatever they're against. I'm going to probably be for, and there definitely was a pushback in the u.s with like there are a couple episodes of degrassi that were just not on they did not air in sequential order in the united states because of the content it's like um yeah it's yeah i mean like i i have a general just like my mother actually she told me what i was gonna i mentioned that i was um going on a degrassi podcast her first question was what what's a podcast um and then she was like oh i used to watch degrassi when i was a kid so i i think it's an important cultural touchstone but it was just not one that my impressionable impressionable little christian brain was allowed to partake in but i think i like it it's a fun time that's good to hear um, Eric, I know you said you didn't have any cable. Like, do you have any other relationship with Degrassi? Even though I low key know the answer to this, but please answer for the audience. I mean, again, you you showed me a couple of episodes when you were here, and I, I know Seamus used to watch it, but I had never seen it. It was kind of like I heard about it, and I knew people that were rich and had cable watched it, but that was kind of the end of it for me. Fair enough. But um, usually what we do is we just kind of go piece by piece and talk about some of the things that we notice in the process of extending our um, whole entire exploration of it. And basically what kind of connects our A plot and our B plot is the fact that there is a senior and junior, there are senior and junior dances, um, and they're all themed around the 80s. Because Degrassi loves the 80s, because that's the last time it was culturally relevant. Oh. <laughs> I did not understand that. Okay, now I get it. There was like an yeah. afternoon dance and a night dance. All right. I was not getting that. Yeah, I kind of didn't get that so much on my first watch because the junior dance looked so lame. Uh, that I was like, this, was not, this doesn't even yeah. qualify as like a thing. No, it's okay. I was very confused myself because, um, so season two, we have half of our cast in ninth grade and the other half of our cast in eighth grade, um, at a junior, senior high school. And I, it took me a very long time to understand like junior and senior to a point that I actually looked up if that denoted different things in Canada until halfway through the episode, I was like, wait, what the fuck? Half of them are in high school now. 
Yeah, I was actually hoping that you guys could clarify that for me because we don't use words like junior, senior, sophomore, whatever the heck. I mean, so I don't know do. how many, how old these kids are. <laughs> like, what's the age difference between your Craigs and your Emmas? One year. Yeah, one year. <laughs> really? Yeah. Why do they have different dances? That's so dumb. I uh, yeah. Well, like the thing is, <laughs> so um, the context of it is that um, so there's the junior high. And the junior high appears to be, like, a 7th to 8th grade kind of situation. Um, and then they would be the ones that go to the junior dance, which makes sense. A lot of high school, like, junior, senior high schools have separate events for juniors, uh, for junior high-aged kids. And then you have your high school-aged kids, which are 9 to 12. So that includes Craig, um, Paige, Spinner, um, Jimmy. Like, they're all in, the, they would be able to go to the senior dance, um, to make things complicated, your junior high-aged kids include Manny and Emma, um, but include Sean, who had to repeat a grade. So that's why Sean is, oh like, boy. really upset that, like, he can't go to the senior dance. Because... Oh, he's Craig's friend. Okay. Yeah, he oh, seemed really caught up about it. Mad. Okay. That yeah. Yeah. But, like... See, yeah, this is just wild to me. Like... I was confused. Yeah. In my school, a junior would be 11th grade. Yeah, that's what I thought as well. Yeah, so that's what I was like, wait. And we had, like, the junior prom and the senior prom were separate dances. But, like, that was a whole different thing. If we had just, like, a dance during the year, that would be for, you know, for all the grades. Well, we didn't have dances in Australia because um, (laughs) it was just too gay for us. Um, but <laughs> no dancing. No dancing allowed in Australia. That's silly talk. Um, but yeah, um, so like we, our high school is like great. We we start high school, and high school is a completely different school from primary school. Like primary school, you end primary school in grade seven, and then you go to a completely different location, oh. and you start grade eight, which is high school. So oh. to me, I'm like, what is a middle school even? Like you don't do that. That's so interesting. So, like, there is no middle school experience in Australia. No. I mean, like, obviously, you know, they keep the the grade eights and nines a little bit separate. Not not a lot, though. The, all the common areas are still the same. But, you know, the curriculum is a little bit beginner's high school, you know, mm-hmm. um, for, the, for the younger years. Um, and actually, I should say now, this was my high school experience, but now grade seven is are... Uh, the first year of high school yeah, and grade six is last year. So that has changed in the last few years. But yeah, it's just, it's very, like there's real, there's no such thing as a middle school. That's so interesting because like, even if you go to a seventh through 12th grade school in the U S like there's a lot of emphasis on still like there is a middle definitive. You are in middle school moment. And then you like have a culmination type celebration and then you move on to ninth grade when you are what's considered like a freshman that is that clears up a lot yeah (laughs) yeah to be honest yeah canada has a similar kind of system of sorts where like there's a definitive middle school experience and a definitive high school experience hence you get this type of dynamic that develops in in throughout degrassi yeah because i mean like from from what I've seen in general U.S. and Canadian shows and Degrassi especially is like there is 
you know, like the senior's dance kind of thing. There's there's a big leap between this one year level and then the next year up. Whereas we would all just kind of like hang out and it's mm-hmm. not a big deal. Yeah, it's really, I don't know, it's very interesting to me because, I mean, as a teacher, I'm always thinking about that, how it's very hard to have like that kind of cluster experience unless you're in a very mixed grade organization like theater or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was even thinking during the course of this episode. Like, I was surprised at how much crossover there was between juniors and seniors. Yeah. Because I feel like in my school, it was very, like, it, it was talked about if a senior was dating, you know, a junior or sophomore. Like, that was a thing. Um, so for them to kind of just be like, hey, you going to the dance? Like, not being like, you're a junior. Like, I'm not, you're not even worthy to talk to me. Kind of thing. <laughs> was Your schools, some schools in America and Canada, I'm assuming, I don't know. Um, I keep lumping the two together, but again, I apologize, I'm Australian. Um, like, your your seniors' lunchtime is different to the junior lunchtime, and, like, your entire day is scheduled differently, am I, yeah. Am I yeah. correct? Yeah, that's very common. No. Oh, Sometimes? <laughs> it depends on the school. Um, yeah. A lot of, like, I've been in schools that are so differently structured that um, I've been in schools that every grade has a different time schedule, which is wild. Wow. Basically, yeah. U.S. schools have no, uh, they're, they're not consistent at all. No, no, nope. like, even <laughs> yeah, if you're, a little random. They're, even if you go to, like, a state like New Jersey, like, okay, maybe New Jersey has certain curriculum standards, et cetera, et cetera, but there is, like, over 200 school districts in New Jersey, so, like, what? Yeah, so, like, what my town would be doing is not the same as, like, the town next to it or the town 50 minutes away, et cetera, et cetera. It's wild. Australia's, Australia's school system is very, like, obviously we have public and private schools, um, and private schools kind of can do whatever they want, and there are some, like, you know, prep or preschool, what do you call that, kindergarten? Yeah. To grade 12 schools, you know, and I'm sure they have a different middle school structure or whatever, but largely... Australia-wide, we you will be learning the same terrible curriculum. Wow. Jeez. Yeah, don't even... Let's not get started on that, because I have feelings. I... That's that's a different podcast for a different day, jeepers. Yeah. But, um... So let's get to the episode itself. Um, so, basically, to kind of set everything up, we have an announcement situating these dances... Um, and that there's going to be a breakdancing competition, which is sponsored by some local radio station, which is quite, quite, uh, jazzy for a, <laughs> for a high school. Yeah. I want to know these posts when we get there. But, um, so, so it's like, you know, they're going to be doing that. Um, you have the breakdancing concept being introduced and this is where we actually meet marco which if anyone is a fan of degrassi like marco is a character that frank will get to know very very shortly i have heard the tellings of the coming of marco (laughs) but um he's (laughs) he's introduced by just dancing but in the background continuously yeah he's got like no lines at all right (laughs) no no he is totally like nonverbal this whole episode He's just... I want that to stay consistent within his character. Like, just, just the dude who breakdances says nothing. Mar- Marco, what do you think about these current events? Bust the move? All right, cool. Thanks, Marco. <laughs> He's 
just the breakdancing guy with two ladies on his arm. That's, Hell yeah. Yeah, me too, buddy. <laughs> Feeling good. But yeah, so like, that's introduced... <laughs> And um, this whole entire, like, conflict is introduced, or rather, not really a conflict just yet, because the idea is that Spinner and Jimmy initially are going to join forces, because Spinner apparently knows everything that you need to know about 80s music, um, specifically 80s hip-hop, and Jimmy apparently has the breakdancing moves necessary that they're going to join forces for their grand prize, which is literally tickets to a Leafs game. Hockey is important. Hockey is important. Yeah, that sentence has a lot, a lot to dissect. <laughs> yeah. So like, there's like so much because like the thing is, is, and and obviously like I don't expect Eric and Nikki to know this, but Jimmy and Spinner have a very turbulent relationship. Um, a lot of the time they're oh, just. Oh no, I got that impression. Yeah. Okay. Good. Because like. It includes, but is not limited to, Jimmy peer pressuring Spinner to giving up one of his Ritalin pills as a performance enhancer. Oh my god! That okay. I know why my Christian mother would not let me watch this program now. That's so Jimmy's bad boy. So like, I like him. It's it's like they've had a very turbulent past. I mean, they always end up friends at the end. I don't necessarily know if it's. It's a very, like, I feel like it's just, like, one of those, like, very turbulent, like, middle school friendships. Where it's just, like, you both do, like, bad things to each other, but ultimately you stay friends. But when you really, like, line it all up, you're just like, ooh, yikes. Yeah, this is actually a good friendship, yeah. I don't think they're good for each other, but... But you know there's some slash fiction. When, when you're trapped in a school with a select amount of people, you do what you can. <laughs> it's true, though. Like, it really... I feel like a lot of the Degrassi friendships embody that. <laughs> of, like, it's a small school. And there's only so many characters these writers can handle writing, so... <laughs> Someone's gonna have to be friends, kids. It's true. So, like... <laughs> <laughs> the, the idea of a school where every student's in it just for themselves and just constantly backstabbing everybody else, I think that could work. That would just be a school of page. Is that not just the way it is? <laughs> I think that's Battle Royale. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I'd watch a Degrassi version of that. Oh, God. Ooh. Page would win. Yeah. Page, Page would, would win. Page would win hands down. There would be no hesitation. Page would win. Um, We're just supposed to kill each other? Yeah, Terry, get with it. <laughs> oh, my God. Page, no! <laughs> Terry would be gone so quickly, my sweet child. But um, anyway, so like they have this little '80s dance happening, and yeah, like Spinner just is going off about his knowledge of '80s hip hop. But like, the weird thing about this episode was, I guess they couldn't get the money for a lot of the oh music, so yeah. like he just nebulously keeps. Yeah, but but, like he keeps nebulously saying like he knows a lot about 80s hip-hop, but like never names anything. He's just like, oh, I know it. And the like royalty-free music that they get is so bad. (laughs) Excuse you, I love this. I love the Michael Jackson that call. I I feel like I I made a note of that, but I can't find it. Uh, Like what year? What year did this come out? Yeah. 2003? Yep. 
Okay, so it's basically 80s music, quoth-unquoth, is about two decades ago. So that would be like... That would be like someone being like, oh, yeah, babe, I know all the Hanson and <laughs> be, uh, Britney, like, today. Like, that, I don't know, I feel like when this aired, 80s wasn't cool yet. It hadn't come around. I don't know. I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. But I just, I feel like these kids actually... I feel like the kids... The kids nowadays have like '90s flashback days, so I think this is. I think, I think it it's online. Sense. Sure. Okay. Yeah. You know what? That's fair. Yeah, the '90s are coming back in a big way. Yeah, and like I know in that time period, that's also where a lot of those like VH1 clip shows, like the I Love the '80s, etc., etc., right. were playing, and I think sure. that a lot of people are because they were our age. Like the Degrassi cast, cast is functionally like within our age range. Nikki, I think you're a little younger. Um, I am a baby. Yeah, it's true. But, um... I'm significantly older than all of them. <laughs> it's okay. Um... That's fine. It's, I still think Spinner's full of shit, though, and he doesn't... Yes, time. yes, to get back uh, yeah. to it. Yeah, I think Spinner, like, Spinner just is, like, talking about it. He's, like, talking a big game, but, like, he, he has no sources. I, I, I doubt his credibility. Um, <laughs> I, see, he's so confident that I almost don't want to doubt him. But, like, yeah, where's the proof, my boy? Hey, hey, Spinner, do you like ice cubes? Yeah, in my my water. I knew it. <laughs> it's just, like, a lot of that type of stuff. And, like, they're just, like, talking. And um, I do appreciate this moment that Paige kind of reiterates to them, like, look, you're, like, at the bottom of the barrel in this whole entire food chain that is high school. Oh, was that Paige? Was yes. that Paige in those funky blue glasses? Yes, that was. Superb. That was some great style, yeah. I'm so glad. I I liked her. I had a note that was like, that girl put them back where they belonged. (laughs) It's true, and that's like, it's actually very interesting to me from like a character position, because like when we saw her in eighth grade, we see her constantly like scheming to get to the top of the food chain, and it's very interesting to see that she is the one that seems the most at ease with being a freshman. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, like, Paige is macking, like, Paige is angrier this season, because I think, um, she was expecting to go to, like, the big high school, and so she's still stuck with all the little kids and whatnot. She says something to that effect in the last episode. Mm -hmm. Um, but... The thing is, uh, the thing is with Paige is Paige never stops, like, that hustle. Um, and also it's consistent. Me too. Everybody who comes on our show loves Paige immediately. <laughs> yeah, I had no experience with her, but I was like, oh, she's got her shit together. Yeah, like, she's my girl. I, yeah. I understand her. I, okay, this is a quick diversion. I just want to recount the, one of my, my favorite Paige moment. There's a whole episode where um, Emma gets her period for the first time. And like God, she, poor Emma, Jesus Christ! Right, <laughs> Emma's got it rough. <laughs> um, but like it's Emma, I'm sorry. That it's hard being protagonist. True enough. <laughs> um, Emma doesn't have a pad, so a problem arises. Like uh, she bleeds, uh, you know, she bleeds through her uh, skirt, and then um, 
Manny is like, I'll go find you, I'll go find you some extra pants, and like, takes off, and then Paige comes into the bathroom, and Paige is just like, ugh, here, just take one of mine, it sucks having to talk to the principal for, or talk to like, one of the teachers to get a pad, and then, like, Emma's like, I don't want to grow up and become, become, and Paige's like, what, like me? Girl, you wish. Oh. <laughs> Paige is the oh, best. Interaction on like ten different levels. <laughs> it's really good. I really recommend that episode. It's it's like all like you know, considering that the plot is about menstruation and like you know that's such a, I mean it's something I personally am always at odds with. Like for whatever reason, like Degrassi really nailed a lot of the experience of it and like that really interesting interplay between like girls and everything. It was like it was really good. That's so sweet. Well, that episode was written by um, what we call the Dream Team, which is Susan Nielsen, and Susan Nielsen wrote this episode, too. Yeah, she is, she's like this, she started writing Degrassi episodes, but now she writes a lot of middle grade, um, so she just has, like, and, and I think you probably have noticed it in this episode, too, like, she writes, like, these very interesting, she's very good at writing how, how girls this age act. Yeah, I did get that. I mean, in in my sort of notes and thinking, it's like, there is a little bit of, oh god, this is so TV. But there is also a lot of genuine, genuine girl brain moments. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Especially, that A-plot is just like all girl brain. <laughs> yeah, it's good. But um, to go back to the B-plot, we have this thing where... Jimmy and Spinner appear as if maybe they will be working together, but when Spinner talks to Paige, um, he reveals his true concern, which is that Spinner can't fucking dance. Worth shit. Spinner sucks. Yeah. <laughs> which we actually see in the background for an extended period of time at this point. Um, Wait, he dances like a polar bear. <laughs> like, a, like a polar bear. That's racist. That's racist, yeah. <laughs> but, um... Polar, bear, polar bears are white. Man. <laughs> like, I... I'm sorry, that cracked me up. I'm a white person, um... So I feel like there's only a limited amount of things that I can say about a scene like this. But I will say it's probably, oh, top three moments... If not, like one of the one of the top two favorite lines scenes, <laughs> like you dumb little bitches, I love you. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, is so in the episode, like you know, Paige is just like, okay, well, out fuck, like, <laughs> like and Jimmy just like is basically doing that thing that I think we all do, where we basically say what we need to do, but we don't want to do it. Uh. Which is just like, uh, well, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to lose, and I don't think Spinner's going to be my weight. Like, I think Spinner's dead weight, so fuck. <laughs> and Paige is like, well. Gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, yeah. Um, tough, tough shit, bye. <laughs> <laughs> like, part of me was just like, Paige is, running, Paige is running a grift, which is what she does. <laughs> She just wants to go to a Leafs game. She doesn't really give a shit about it. Yeah, Paige does not just have time for any of this nonsense. Well, that was the thing. I was like, does Paige actually want to go to the game? Or is she just running a grift because she's like, well, it's Tuesday. I, I don't have a grift going. 
Let me just pit these guys against each other. That'll be fun. Bye. <laughs> I mean, the, I don't put that past her. She'd be like, whatever. Boys can do that. Fine. I'll laugh. But wait, what? Oh my god. I just realized something. Why don't we have a fucking Macbeth storyline in Degrassi with fucking Paige's Lady Macbeth? It's a good question. Like, especially because they already have such a... Like, the writers clearly, like, just love that Romeo and Juliet is public domain. Like, why not just go to Macbeth? <laughs> they, they do so many Ju- Romeo and Juliet, like, references and productions slash, like, I feel like they read it in an English class, like, five times. Like, I get it. You can do it, and you don't have to pay money to talk about it, but my but God. There's, there's so many. That right? Does, to be fair, that does feel like my high school experience was yeah. like reading Romeo and Juliet in class 60 billion times in like grand and Beowulf. Yeah, Beowulf. I fully loved Beowulf, man. I love that Beowulf. I will defend um, Beowulf. But yeah. And like, you know, the, the people with young impressionable uh, eighth grade minds would then go into the playground and be like, oh my God, that's truly the most beautiful love story of all time. I can't believe Baz Luhrmann created Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> it's amazing. I love Romeo Romeo plus Juliet. It's excellent. Romeo plus Juliet, good fucking movie. Mercutio, best part of the good movie. True. Very true. Thank you. I, though we have to get, I have to give uh, kudos to John Lorenzamo as an excellent Tybalt. Oh, he's a good boy too. Yeah. <laughs> Wretched boy! <laughs> Peace. I hate the word. So I hate hell. Oh, Montagues. What a treat. I'm so glad that I'm. I'm so glad that movie exists. <laughs> Thank God. But that's it's never such what. A good movie. It's never what what I get out of Degrassi, but that's a different story. And <laughs> no. <laughs> but um. Anyway, so so next time we see Jimmy and Spinner, like, Jimmy is talking about, like, he tries to make this transition while talking about hockey, and, like, <laughs> like... It's the clunkiest. Yeah. Oh, my God, yeah, no, it's not happening for him. Yeah, he's just like, you know, like, you know, you need, like, your best players, blah, 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 and then, like, takes that as a cue to be like, you know, maybe you should pick the music, Spinner, because you're apparently so good at it, and then I'll do all the dancing. And this is where, like, the greatest exchange in Degrassi history ever happens, which I don't know why I forgot this exchange ever happened, which was, Jimmy going, spin, you move like a wounded polar bear. Spinner going, I get it, I can't dance because I'm white. And Jimmy just goes, that's not what I'm saying. And Spinner goes, yes it is, polar bears are white, I'm white, and you're racist. (laughs) It's also, like, they're not awful actors, but for some reason, like, he completely loses the ability to act in that scene. So it's, like, the worst delivery. No, that's, that's just Spinner. Like, sometimes his lines just fall kind of flat. Yeah, we've actually struggled a bit with, like, how to read Spinner sometimes because of the delivery. And I know that sounds really mean. Like, I feel really bad saying it because at the time the actor was a child. But, like, there's something about the way that he said certain things in many episodes. Yeah. I just don't know. He's just a vague boy. Yeah, like, I don't understand this kid's intentions, and it's not even in a way that he's being intentionally vague. It's just... Like, he's... 
He's somewhere. Sorry, 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 sorry. I'm back. Um, okay. Yeah, like he's not he's not vague enough intentionally to be like a stereotype kid or anything at this point. Mm-hmm. But like he's he's vague enough that it's like, what are you getting at? Yeah, I couldn't figure out what like archetype he was supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. I don't he's think the really writers know. He's not really like a stoner. He's kind of dumb. Kind of just even. Uh, I would say dipshit. Dipshit, yeah. <laughs> dipshit. dipshit. We 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 have a kinder term for him on the show. It's the, <laughs> the tender chunkhead. Chunkhead. Oh. I mean, he's not tender in this episode. (laughs) No, he's not very tender in this episode. The thing is about Spinner is, like, and and we, and you notice this in the first season where they try to angle him as this bully, but, like, they never fully commit to him being a bully. So, like, he's just this weird middling thing. And, like, it's also really weird because at, like, earlier in the first season, like, Paige is trying to with him, and then, like actually gets him but then they don't really refer to it as a relationship ever again and i still don't know she conquered and then she was done with she was the hell out of here yeah like i feel like that's all that's i guess that's all we have to read it as like she she legitimately like made a girl drink alcohol and make her get so drunk that spinner would not want to be with her so Paige could go in for the kill I literally thought you were going to say she made a girl drink bleach. Like, no! The kind of viciousness that you are setting Paige up to be. That's Paige. No, pa- Paige, baby. Paige is not that mean. <laughs> She's a queen. You guys ba- just have this, like, Paige washer going on that I'm, like, loving so much. Do not get me wrong. But I'm like, what, what, what is she going to do next? I don't know. Um... <laughs> I'm just now imagining Paige as the Joker from The Dark Knight. I'm just chasing cars. Just like, I wouldn't know what to do if Paige I caught is just one. Just like every character in the heavens. That's yeah. also true. I think she wishes specifically that she was like I could see her like right. really aspiring in many ways, like watching it and just being like, "Oh my god." Me too, girl. Me too. Right. Okay, can we can we talk about their betrayal of each other? <laughs> yes, we can. Um, because the whole okay. entire thing is we get to the dance, and then like, um, also before we get to the scene, I also really like that they two like they they like go off at each other before they like leave that scene before. And like, what I really like is Jimmy is trying to sling like some sort of like witty comeback and stutters during it, and it felt very real, <laughs> like a well, you're mm, mm, like it felt very like. It was really good little detail, and I really appreciated it. But the next time we see them... was it? So good. I, I really appreciated it. Have, have fun watching the, the game from uh, TV. Burn. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love him. I also wanted Jimmy to, like, when Spinner calls him a racist, I wanted Jimmy to turn towards the camera and, like, the office, <laughs> yeah. just dead look into it and go... I'm not racist. The writers of Degrassi are racist. And then... <laughs> I wish that's what happened. And then smash cut the black. <laughs> that's the end of the episode. That would be it. I Credits. would be so happy. I would, it would be literally my favorite episode. Um, and then, then Susan Nielsen pops up. She's like, fuck you other writers. Then close class again. <laughs> 
Unfortunately, that's not what happens because the next time we see them, they're at the dance and they once again have a... So, like, Jimmy is, is like, just, like, cosplaying Michael Jackson. Um, <laughs> it's really good. It's actually really great. good. He looks really, really good. Honestly, like, I was very, very charmed by his whole look because it's 80s. Okay, here's, here's my question. Okay. Is that a wig? Yes. Is that a wig? Okay. It would have to be. That's not... It would have to yeah. be. Yeah, his hair couldn't do that. Yeah, I don't... He's a beautiful boy. I loved his little freaking glove and how he was kissing all the girls' hands. He's just a sweet little man. Yeah. Well, here's my comment he about the He was feeling club. himself. He that, was. like, shot of him changing the CD out for his ultimate betrayal. <laughs> no, have any of you ever seen, like, a Dario Argento movie? Like, like Bird with the Crystal Plumage or anything like that? No. I really know exactly, like, the trope. That's the shot. That's the shot of yeah. the slasher with the glove, like, ready. Yes. And it's even the zoom, like, that tightening in on glove. That was my favorite Action. I was shot. like, oh, nice. Okay, somebody's having a little fun with the, the camera work here. Something that. something that I definitely noticed throughout the whole show was that whoever's working that camera... They love a good extreme close-up on just, like, just enough of a Dutch angle to make you think, is something wrong? But not, like, a real Dutch angle? Um, but no, that one shot made me so happy. So, so, some camera operator is like, I took five years of film school, I'm finally going to put something <laughs> to use. I'm going to make this out. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of really, like, weird dramatic shit like that but like so jimmy's in like this really cute outfit spinner's just kind of in sweats question mark yeah i didn't get an 80s vibe from i wish it was like cropped or something it would have given me more of a if he had like little dolphin shorts and like a cropped sweatshirt yeah yeah like it just really looked like he just rolled out of his closet which like you know fair enough like i get it you're gonna dance yeah he probably did and he's going to be dancing and it's fine so like but they like confront each other um and and at one point like they're like like they're they're like trying to one-up each other and jimmy calls spinner vanilla ice and then (laughs) and then spinner goes well who are you (laughs) supposed to be michael jackson and fucking yeah. <laughs> fucking Paige is just like, um, yeah, Spin, he is. Yeah. It's so good. It's so good. I love this dumb boy. He's so ridiculous. And it's just like, yeah, so it's just like this really, like, ridiculous little, like, these jabs at each other. And, like, I feel like if the, like, I, I, like, feel like... I don't, I don't even know. The writers are so unintentionally, like, I feel like they're just racist because they're, because I don't think there is, like, ev- like, I have very, find it, I find it very hard to believe that there is, like, white, like, more than just anybody who isn't white working on these sometimes. And, like, there's this weird racial tension that is happening, but it always feels like they never fully commit to it. Yeah, yeah. I made a note exactly like that and that's not to say i think that they should have pushed that further because again i'm I'm just imagining that writer's room and i don't think they would have been able to execute it very well at all Mm -hmm. um but i kind of just felt like with that b plot i was like okay so where's that resolution where's where uh, the tension is mounting and now it's not yeah because there is this undercurrent that is happening throughout it and like there could be if the writer's really, really ambitious, this bigger discussion piece of, like, 
the different subcultures of the 80s and how like a lot of things get homogenized and in the process like a lot of the cultural nuance gets lost i.e. breakdancing and a lot of other like dancing subcultures but like instead we have uh, no they just, they just didn't no no they just don't um but i mean also at the same they were both humiliated. yeah which which is what happens so like they both sabotage each other in unique ways. So, like, the first thing is that, that like, really wild shot that we just talked about, which is, like, um, so Jimmy steals Spinner's music. Um, his great music! Oh, no! <laughs> his royalty-free, vaguely... <laughs> Whatever will he do? Um, and then they see each other, like, well, Jimmy mentions, like, he has these, like, sweet breakdancing shoes, like, shoes plus, like, I assume, outfit. As soon as he said that, I was like, oh, kiddo. He shouldn't have said it. Yeah, he should have just... You're fucked, It's true, because as soon as he says that, he puts it down, and then Spinner swipes it. And so, you end up having the actual breakdancing competition, so the breakdancing competition ends up being, okay, Jimmy goes first, he realizes that he does not have his sweet, you know, his ability to change into a less, I don't know, skin-tight outfit, and is able to do a couple good moves. Like, honestly, like, the dancing's not too bad. I mean, it's very, yeah. it's very Jackson. Like, you know, I watched a lot of Michael Jackson videos, so I'm gonna make it work. But, like, you know, this, as soon as he does anything further than, like, a moonwalk, he splits his pants in front of everybody. Yeah, my notes just say Drake wears tidy in all caps. He does wear tidy also, also, that that grown adult woman should not have been making fun. Oh my god! Right? <laughs> like a child in front of everyone. I have beef with these freaking radio DJs, yes. my friend. Inappropriate. They really are, though. It's like yeah. Ugh. Why are Degrassi adults, like, there's so many, there's a couple good Degrassi adults, but the ones that are bad are always, like, so bad in their own unique ways. But yeah, no, they're, like, really, like, I don't know, they're just so incredibly, like, I don't know, I feel bad for them. Like, even though, like, my feelings towards Spinner and Jimmy a lot of the time are very mixed, like, no, no one should have that happen to them? No. I had it happen to me. What? You had it happen to you? I split my pants in front of my entire science class. <gasps> oh my god. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry, Nikki, did you just say yes? Oh, I just... Yeah, I just... <laughs> that's a great story. <laughs> what was going on? Was it... I, um... <laughs> this is so stupid. A lot of my dancing back in the day was very aerial. Because, like, if yes. you... Go on. <laughs> if, Tell me more. If you remember in the Beck Loser video, he does this sick jump kick. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just so you know, Nikki, you're laughing has like erased any embarrassment I've had telling the story. So thank you. Good, 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 good. Because I'm enjoying this more than I've enjoyed anything in my entire life. Go on. <laughs> yes. I would have given anything. <laughs> so then I um then somebody was just like hey can you do like a cheerleader split I'm like pretty sure I can and I did and and fortunately I had my gym pants to change into 
But there was a moment I was like, like I went into the bathroom and changed my gym pants. I was like, should I just run? Should I just go? Should I just like leave? The <laughs> should I just like leave school forever? <laughs> like, but then I came back in and nobody really paid any attention to it. But and I had no chill oh, about friend. it. I didn't, like, play it off. I just kind of stood there holding my pants together, like, oh, shit. (laughs) I feel like... This is great. See, this is making me realize that I am a page, because I would never have let you live that down if I went to school with you. Your name would have been uh, Pants Boy for the rest of your life. Well, I think everybody was, like, either thought I was a stoner, because I didn't really have emotions, or they thought I was, like, dangerous, so they didn't mess with me, or I... But I really think the true thing is I went to a really nice high school where nobody really, like, went after each other like that. <laughs> I'm really grateful for that because everybody's just pretty nice. I feel like the pants splitting, like, you can play it off and it's not. I mean, in the case of Jimmy, I think it's mortifying. I don't think, like, you know, I think even the strongest person would not be able to bounce back from that as a, like, radio <laughs> DJ is humiliating you. But, um... Oh, yeah, and I'm... I have a student who ripped their pants like three times in over the course of two years of school and like was still able to retain social standing. I didn't have any social standing. That's just your thing at that point. I, I know. That's like just, You just gotta earn it. I like bumped into them. Like I remember like, okay, one time it happened. They were like, they wore like their like sweatshirt wrapped around their waist and like for whatever reason they felt the need to tell me. I'm like, okay. And then they were like, oh, this isn't the first time it happened before. And I was like, okay. So, like, before I was there. And then, like, about, like, uh, six months later, like, they come out and they're wearing, like, these, like, sweatpants. And then they just go, oh, yeah, it happened again. And I was just like, what? <laughs> I love that premise. Like, a kid coming up to you and being like, Mr. Donnie, I would like you to know that I have split my pants. And I would also like you to know... This is not the first time that has happened. You have a nice day, sir. <laughs> like, what a good kid. I know, right? Like, it's. I'm very happy with the rapport that I can build with children, but also, like, I do end up in these types of situations where I'm just like, legitimately, why did you feel the need to tell an adult this? <laughs> <laughs> Though, I, maybe people did make fun of me, but I was always also so tired because, like, my parents had this, like, cool thing where they're just like, you can go to whatever show you want to on whatever day of the week. Just be able to go to school the next day, and you are good, my dude. So, like, it'd be like, oh, my sister would be like, hey, it's Tuesday night. The Fainter are playing at the Bowery in, in New York City. Do you want to go? I was like, of course I do. And I get home at 2 in the morning and then, like, roll to bed at 6 to go to school and be like, I fucking hate everything. <laughs> yeah. That's a pretty good way to... I also slept through most of my high school, so I'm with you, buddy. Oh, no. (laughs) So, yeah. We both speed bows. But, um... So, so Jimmy gets sabotaged. And then Spinner goes on. And Spinner is, like, ready to go. And the music is just... Like, I don't even know. Some sort of royalty-free... Like, I don't even know what the equivalent of it would be. Royalty-free... It was like... It was like... Pure yeah. But yeah. The spa, spa music. Yeah, yeah, yeah spa music. Fair. But like, so everyone's just like dance, and they start like chanting dance, dance, which is like, oh my god. Oh, I'm like, Spinner naturally panics because like, why wouldn't you? Honestly, like you have you are in ninth grade and you have people chanting dance at you, <laughs> and your whole routine is entirely off. 
and just like I felt for both these kids like in spite of the fact that I think their sabotages were entirely just like silly I I feel for them Spinner is not known for I'm sorry no you're right you go um, Spinner is not known for having the best plans. No. Ever. <laughs> the, there's the best laid plans of Mice and Men, there's the worst laid plans of Spinner, Gavin Mason. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think, you know what, when you're in grade nine, you do not own yourself very well yet. Um, so it's quite easy for me to say, uh, listen, kid, you just gotta earn it. If I split my pants, I would stand up and I'd laugh about it and we'd all have a great time and I'd be telling the story for years on end. But when you're in grade nine and that happens, oh, buddy, you can't just, like, you can't just, like, wave that off. That is the biggest mistake of your career. It's true. I think, I'm sorry, I think I was in grade nine, too. Oh, really? Yep. Oh, no. It's especially rough because it's, like, also, like, your first... Presumably it's early on, too. So it's, like, early on in your high school career, and then you do that. And it's just, like... That's gonna follow you. Yeah. Like, everyone's gonna remember when you humiliated yourself and, like, had a panic attack, basically, in front of everybody. Yep. Like, oof. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> oof. Needless to say... I'm sorry, I just can't believe someone actually split their pants in the real, actual life world in school. Just, just, I've split what? my pants as an adult, but, like, <laughs> really? I was an adult and I did not care. What kind of low-grade Kmart pants are you wearing? <laughs> they were just... I had owned them for too long, and... I, I have to, yeah, I had to squat down a lot in my job, and... Mm, mm-hmm. Things, things gave way, but I was also at my job that I hate, so I was like, well. Yeah. You know when you're, like, your dick's too big that um, your pants just split? I get that a lot. <laughs> it's tough. It's yeah, tough it's, it's really odd for me, personally. I think I'm going to turn that into a ringtone. <laughs> cool. Go ahead. <laughs> anyway, so after all of this, in case, in case you were really hoping for an underdog story, you don't get it. Because <laughs> Jimmy and Spinner, like, you know, they, like, Spinner returns the items. Jimmy, you know, owns up to what he did. They watch Marco march past, waving the tickets at them with two girls on his shoulders. Which, if you know talk anything... about his outfit? Yes, please, oh, yes, let's we... talk about it. It's like a powder blue visor, uh, a giant like powder blue and red sweatsuit. I, I don't know what's happening. I don't know if it was like velour velvet, but it feels like it was emotionally. Yes, I, I think so. It's also very 80s. Like, I feel like that's oh, yeah. very 90s. That child, that child was giving me everything. I don't even care, but he's kind of, he kind of messed up his time periods. He... He deserved those tickets. I didn't see him dance, but he deserved them. <laughs> and those girls. Again, biggest betrayal of this episode. Didn't get to see the dance. I was waiting I and waiting and... Shame on you, Degrassi. Truly. Like, I wanted to see. Like, I understood I had the treat of seeing him dance in the background for, for uh, quite a bit of time when you really think about it. But it would have <laughs> been nice. I wanted to hear what royalty-free music he would have danced to. Did 
did a royalty-free bucket of water fall on him like on the end, at the end of Flashdance? I don't know. I want to know. Like what? What <laughs> lengths did he go for this hockey game? Which, if you know anything about the character, you you like are like really okay, whatever. But Frank will fully understand the absurdity of the situation soon enough. I think I kind of already do. Yeah, it's <laughs> the whole thing is absurd. I mean, like, you know what? It's valid if he just wanted it for the clout. True I enough. Was say, it was pride. This was a matter of pride. <laughs> It, it really is. <laughs> but, um, so, like, that's kind of the end of that plot. I'm not missing anything how that plot ends, am I? There's, like, I'm surprised we've got an hour on that. I feel like we always do this thing where, like, yeah, the B-plot's kind of bullshit, and then we spend literally an hour talking about it. We're like, oh, my God, there's this and this and this. Well, I, you know what? I actually really liked it. It was pretty fun. Like, all things considered, it, it's enjoyable to watch, like, I like a, I like a plot where the resolution is, uh, we're both stupid. <laughs> Credits roll. Goodbye. Well, it was said there was no underdog story, but there was an underdog. His name was Marco, and he won fair and square. That's true. That's true. <laughs> he won on skill alone. A feel-good story, really. He's like, I don't need to play your games. I'm good enough to win by myself. We can give them that. It's beautiful. Yeah. But. So our A plot is like, is the pre-credits. And I, like Donnie and I got this very strong sense of deja vu. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Because it is a single mom walking into her daughter's room and being like, hey, I'm dating this dude. His name is Mr. Simpson. <laughs> Yeah, we just read a book by this writer, which was, like, with a similar premise of, like, single mom come, like, you know, it brings in a new guy into the, like, you know, the family dynamic and ruins their, like, girls' nights and everything, and it, and then, like, the protagonist has to cope, who is also in, like, middle school, has to cope with it, and we were just like, oh, so this is, like, your rough draft. <laughs> yep. <laughs> It just like happened to this lady who wrote these things and like she's just not quite over it you know <laughs> the book is called dear george Clooney, please marry my mom see that's nice <laughs> um e eric are you okay yes sorry i'm here i'm thinking about george Clooney as a stepdad and <laughs> yeah <laughs> But, um, so, so there's this, like, the, the popcorn shot. I don't know enough about, like, film. To... <laughs> I loved it so much. My note on this is Emma needs to do the chopsticks with Cheetos trick. So she can go to write her poetry assignment and eat her popcorn. This guy gets it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. So, like, Spike comes in with this popcorn, which the shot is very odd because it just, like, follows the bowl of popcorn going <laughs> through. Um, and Spike's just like, oh, here's some popcorn. Would you like to eat some? And that's where Emma brings up, like, oh, my hands will be greasy and I can't work on this poem. Um, and then Spike's like, okay, oh, by the way, I'm dating your teacher. Listen... Mom's doing her best out there. She listen. I wouldn't know how to broach that topic with my kid either. 
So this yeah. happened to me as a kid, and um, <gasps> Spike is way nicer than my mom. So I'm giving oh her credit, lots of credit. Okay. Oh, tell us everything. I mean, there, there wasn't anything to tell. It was just I'm dating this guy, and I was like, "Well, guess that nothing I can do. Nothing I can do. My dad hasn't been dead for more than four months now, but okay. Oh. <laughs> yeah, fourteen. So fourteen was. Oh, fourteen shit. was. Rough. I mean. Yeah, he was not a cool, he was not as sweet a man as uh, Mr. Simpson. Mr. Simpson seems nice. He seems I think very I trust nice. him. He seems yeah. honest. For a little bit of context, he, um, so he and Spike, they kind of mention it in this episode, but I feel like it's also really important to kind of reiterate to you two, um, they went to school together and were principal characters on the original Degrassi. Yeah. So that's why they kind of, they have like this, they always were pretty like friendly on the series. I, it's been a while since I saw it and I only saw it once, so I don't remember all the nuance of it. But like, you know, when they see each other, when they've seen each other before this episode, it's always been very pleasant and they were pretty cozy the episode before. Like she, they weren't explicitly being like, hi, we're dating, but it was pretty like hand around the shoulder closely. Plus, Snake was there to threaten um, the internet predator that was preying on uh, on Emma in the first episode. Yeah, it's true. Emma, once again. I know. Like he he was just holding this guy like against the wall. He's like, "Make one more move, and I'll break your neck." And I was like, "Do it. Nobody will care." Just. Kill the pedophile. Can I? Okay, I just want to, because I thought maybe that the accents were getting in the way of me figuring out characters' names. Mm -hmm. So, Mom's name is Spike? Yes. Yes. That is baller as hell. And Mr. Simpson's first name is... Archie. But he goes by Snake. (laughs) Snake, yeah. Snake. Spike and Snake. I just keep thinking of Metal Gear Snake. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Eric. Yep, he needs a bandana. Would be great. Well, <laughs> a bandana around his his afro wig. Yes. But um, so yeah, that was rough. so so um so like you know she reveals it, and then what ends up happening is um, like it, it goes to like school the next day, and Emma reveals that she didn't really get to finish up the poetry because of this news, this bomb that was dropped, and Manny, being a great friend, was just like, and you didn't tell me this hot <laughs> gossip? <laughs> Why was I not on this train? <laughs> right? Um, but, like, then they try to rationalize, like, him as a person, basically. <laughs> oh, my God, that was so cool. <laughs> Manny's just like, oh, he's cute. For an old man. He's adorable. Like, he's like, like, I don't know how... Children of that age would think that because even me, like a twenty-three-year-old who loves a dad, like looking at this guy, I'm like, no way, Spike girl, you can do better. She, I have notes written down. She is styling, Foxy. She is gorgeous. I think she's one. Like, I just think she's really cool. And like, as the series goes on, like she, she like gets tattoos, like the actress does. And it's, like, really, like, big pieces, too. And it's, like, really, really nice. Like, she's just this, like, cool alt-woman who, like, just 
also plays this also very cool mom on TV sometimes. Yeah, who's... I love her. Me too. Who's raising her daughter to be a strong feminist and definitely supporting her love of uh, animals and the, you know, the environment and a giant tortoise named Mama Onuk. Run that by me again? What? Emma is in love with this tortoise named Mama Onu. <laughs> yeah, like, so they have to do, like, these reports on animals once, and they tell Emma, like, oh, well, like, they're like, okay, you can do any animal, and she's just like, can I do it about Mama Onu? And everyone's like, what the fuck is that? And she's a very specific, very old turtle. <laughs> and she just loves this, her. This is great. I know, right? Like, she's like, she is every every kid that was obsessed with, like, saving the rainforest at this age. Oh my god, yeah. she's Is she a horse girl? Because I'm getting, like, emotional say, hey, horse yeah. girl feelings. Horse girl. She's, like, she's not a horse girl, but she's also the type, she's the type of girl who, like, is going to make you sign a petition about, like, reducing the production of a certain type of lumber because of the rainforest are dying. Oh, I love her. Right? I... I'm I'm sorry. I was just the mention of horse girls made me flash back. I have another podcast called Teen Girl Talk. We did a whole month of horse movies called Naprol. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. <laughs> and it will never happen again because those those movies broke me. <laughs> I will, I will excuse you. Uh, horse movies are the best films of all time, and. Uh, if you do want some genuine entertainment, I would uh, thoroughly recommend hitting up Saddle Club TV series, which is also... I was going to say, I totally read those Half Canadian, half Australian with a TV series. And boy, did your friend Nikki have a crush on all of those Saddle Club girls. I, Hell yeah. If you want to look at the four... The, all four movies are on um, Netflix. Feel free to look them up. And then you'll know what happened to me. I'm sure there's good horse media out there, but we did not watch that good not horse media. Horses. We watched the Flicka movies. Oh, <laughs> I was thinking of Flicka. I was fully thinking of Flicka. Okay, listen, this is where it comes out that um, back in the day, Nikki was a horse girl, so like, don't step to me. <laughs> okay, just one quick question. How often was the rodeo, how often was the ranch in danger of being sold in Saddle Club? Damn near every day, my good friend. <laughs> That's my and point. If it, if it wasn't that, if it wasn't that, then there was some beautiful wild uh, chocolate stallion who had never been tamed before. <gasps> yeah, oh. we just—it's just so beautiful, and we just have to take care of him. He's a—he's a good horse. You can see it in his creepy big horse. <laughs> And all they ever talk about is how much all those horses are like dicks and murder machines. Yeah. <laughs> it's never horses oh, be bitches. Yeah, they're all bitches that are scared of like a hose. Their, the bags. Their bucket. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> horses are just cats that got muscly. Yes, enormous <laughs> cats that can be cute. Running on their giant. Running on their giant fingers. Ooh. 
Anyway, um... You, you remind me of that horses run on fingers, otherwise I will quit right now. Wait, what? what? You can't remind me that horses run on their fingers, otherwise they will quit right now. Okay. I simply can't think about it. Let's go back to the grassy. Back to Emma. Okay. Back to Emma. <laughs> So, like, they're trying to debate, like, they're trying to rationalize how this guy is, like, okay looking, and as they're doing it, Simpson, like, he steps on the biggest wad of gum. I have legit, it, like, literally was a bag of chewed big league chew, like, just, like, on the floor. Like, I don't... In his, like, orthopedic wallabies. His medical crocs. Yeah, his his wife. <laughs> <laughs> that was the biggest drag I've ever heard <laughs> from any person onto another. Oh, I, I sell shoes, so all I do is shoes. Oh so, my god, I'm so happy. Oh my gosh. Um, but like so so um you know, Emma has class with him because he's like he. So for you two to know, he's he's the media immersion teacher. Um, yeah, so he teaches like HTML and like you know coding and shit like that, um, and like media yeah, I think analysis. When, in, when they would, you know, like fading into the scene at one point, um, Mr. Simpson was like, "What do you say?" And remember to copy a web link for your homework or something and I'm like damn yeah he wanted them to look up flash cart like a flash (laughs) cartoon and email the url yeah I was like that's dangerous that's a dangerous assignment yeah (laughs) joyful what what was what was that what was the worst flash animation called spoon fingers or something thank you Oh. All my friends are like, you and got that's chick- how all these kids in the graph became Harmstucks. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Like, bold, bold. Uh, it was real bold. But, like, he tries to check in on her, and, like, it's just this very, very awkward scene where she's just like, I'm fine, bye. I'm fine, bye. Like, <laughs> I want to leave. Where's my magic eight ball? Yeah. Oh. But, like, she's just like, I'm gone, I'm gone. And it's just like, uh, like, I, I mean, my thing is, is like, I, I have very, very rough family situation, but in spite of the roughness, my parents have always been together, so I don't really have a very good personal experience with, like, yeah, that's me too. Yeah, yeah, like, I, I, I got to go through this, it is <laughs> awkward. Like, have your, like, mother's, like, significant others ever really tried to reach out in in this type of way like a checking in on you like how are you doing type deal like no because he was a shithead yeah okay that's what i figured the answer was but like it's like i like i appreciate like i would have appreciated it you know yeah in the end in the end there's nothing you can do because it's like you can't be like no i'm not okay with it like that's not an answer that you can give. So it, you're kind of stuck between a But it's nice of him to try, I guess. Yeah, she definitely was not um, willing to uh, 
forge a dialogue there at all. <laughs> um, and I understand that. Um, I feel like, I don't know, like I, I haven't seen any other episodes, but I feel like she'll come around if they continue to be an item. But like, hmm, yeah, no, she's, she's, I don't think she even knows what her feelings are. No. And it's such a shock. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also, like, that factor of, and this is what I kept going back to, is, like, that very weird power dynamic where, like, you know, if he was, like, a former teacher, I feel like I would, you know, be kind of more of a moot point to me. But the fact that he's yeah. actively her teacher? Yeah, that's that's a little strange. Yeah, it feels like... And, and, like, it didn't really feel like this episode was really touching upon it. Like, it was just kind of like, oh, my mom is dating my teacher. As opposed to, like, the actual, like, oh, this guy who has a factor in my GPA is, um, you know, like, is somebody that is dating my mom. Like, that really wasn't addressed in this episode. Not to say that it may not be addressed in later episodes, but, like, it is something that I kept thinking about while watching it, which was, like... That's incredibly weird. And he's old. He's like 35. <laughs> yeah, I know. So old. God. But, like, it's very, in that sense, like, that, that, like, and once again, it's kind of like one of those rock in a hard place types of situations. Like, even if Emma said, like, oh, I'm uncomfortable, like. Yeah. Like, what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I. <laughs> The guy was doing his best, but, yeah, I, I feel like he was even doing more than I expected him to yeah. as a yeah. in this episode. The fact that he even, and he did literally use the words, I just want to check in with you, which I was like, okay, um, is like, I don't know, every, my, my mother's, my, my parents have always been together, um, but even, like, my housemate's boyfriend doesn't talk to me, you know? Like, mm -hmm. boyfriends just get her around and try not to be seen. It's kind of true, though. I mean, like, I get that, like, it was something that really couldn't be hidden after a while, but it does kind of speak to... I mean, uh, once again, we, we've seen all of this. Like, Snake does tend to be the type of person who seems to try to care about his students and try to care about their mental well-being so like it was nice to see that he was like trying to make some sort of connection well that, i i do have to disagree with your language a little bit i think he does care about their well-being it's not it's just he falters on being able to connect with them yes i think that's really what it is i thought the show was like surprisingly kind depiction of him because yeah. i feel like a lot of american high shows like the teachers and like principal and stuff are often very like caricatures and very like lampoon he's you know he's a dork but they definitely take the time to put forth that he is good-hearted you know yeah no i agree i think that because it's like i feel like with degrassi there's this weird sliding scale of sorts with adults where they're either like terrible human beings or like like the radio hosts yeah yeah and like we have seen legitimate like predators and things but like a lot of the teachers though they may not always be portrayed as if they're in the right or overall like pretty okay human beings like i have my gripes with some of them but like they are trying to create a, t a portrayal of a teacher that is not 
only like that caricature type like even the principal even though they like roll their eyes when he's there and things like that like he's not this like super doofy kind of guy that you would see in like you know I don't know I'd never watched any of those like kind of sitcom-y type deals but Mm -hmm. yeah I feel like a lot of um tween and teen shows they come so much from the perspective of the teen that it kind of turns into a bit of an unreliable narrator when you're looking at adults, but it seems like Degrassi is trying to just portray people as people objectively. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. In, at least in the cases in the scene. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. Um, so, so, you know, he tries to reach out. Emma goes into the hall. Um, we see Craig. Now, the last time we saw Craig was really, like, emotional because like the last episode is literally a two-part episode about how he's abused by his father um it's it's rough okay yeah because i had notes here about his dad and that is not is that his dad no 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 that that's i figured i figured maybe not yeah that is his um his mom's um new husband yeah new husband but his mom is dead for context um, he takes oh, okay. him in when okay. the abuse is revealed. Um, and he's okay. also a Degrassi original. Because I was into him, and I would have been really sad. If yeah, he was, me too. Because he was a cool dad. And yeah. Died. Yeah, don't worry. Joey is not... Joey is the good guy in this context. He's not the <laughs> abusive dad. He, he, I'm not sure if we saw Angie. We didn't see Angie in this no, episode. No, we don't. But he has a half-sister who is Joey's daughter. So they're like this, like, mixed family type of situation. It's time for a little bit. Okay, that's cute. Yeah. Yeah, and especially, like, I had a note, I know we're skipping forward a little here, but, um, like, it's, from what we've seen, the two family lives that we sort of get to see, um, Emma's family and, um, Craig's family, or his home life, at least, like, both of the, it's mixed family, like, mixed race families as well. Like, it's plain that, not everyone is white in either of these families, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah, there's, like, it's it's nice in the sense of, like, you have this diversity in terms of the ethnic ethnicities of the family, but also, like, it does show those non-traditional family structures of, yeah. like, single moms or single fathers and... You yeah, know, I love that. Yeah, like, I think it's really... It's it's really good. And, and when I think about it, um, I... <sighs> Like, I'm trying to remember, and Frank, like, correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like, as far as we know right now, we don't have explicit confirmation of anybody really coming from a nuclear family type of situation. It seems like everyone is either, like, divorced and, or, like, repartnered, or single parent, or a widow, or a widower, like... I mean, the only other, the... Raised by their brother... Yeah, the only only other families, the families that we haven't seen yet are Manny's. Which we think might be traditional based yeah. on how it's described. We know that she has a strict father, so might be might be more nuclear. Spinner, Jimmy, we've only seen the fact that he's neglected. Yeah, we've only seen that his parents are never home. And that's about it. Like, yeah. Paige, we don't know. We know she has a gay brother. I'm sorry? That's really refreshing. Yeah, like, now that I'm kind of, like, reflecting on it and, like, structuring it all out, 
it's it's interesting because especially because like you know Emma Emma our darling who has protagonist syndrome like she is your the one that you see the most like kind of family dynamics and the family dynamics are her and Spike and that's it yeah and and there is something nice about that because I feel like and I feel like this happens a lot when people try to create more like diverse storytelling it's like your core character is always the one who is the most, like, normative, and then everybody else has all, like, the, yeah. the differences. It's nice to see that, though, you know, she is still a white cis girl, um, presumably het girl. She is still coming from a family structure that is not, like, it's introducing a baseline that's not the typical yeah, nuclear typical. structure. Yeah. It's really, it's very nice. Um, so, so she sees Craig, and he gives that, that crooked smile, and she's just smitten. Um, and, like, they kind of talk about the dance a little bit. This is where Sean is, because Sean and Craig are friends. Sean is upset because he can't go to the senior dance, which is, like, kind of like the evening big deal dance. Um, and the junior dance is also being DJed by Mr. Simpson. Um... <laughs> And Craig is just kind of like, oh, it's a bummer, you can't come. And, you know, Emma and Manny are just absolutely in love with him. And, like, high school... Me it, this episode made me remember that in high school I had the biggest crush on Craig. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, that tracks. Right? Yeah. If you, like, anybody who knows me is like, oh, duh. Like, <laughs> of yeah. course. And can I just say, like, one of my bigger notes was that this is a high school show, or, you know, a teen show set in a high school where the guy that the girl has a crush on is actually kind of, like, designed for the female gaze and not yes. just, yes. like, oh, dude. No, you're very right, like... like he's a pretty boy. Yeah, yeah. he's not, like, the, you know, prototypical... And the Sex Pistols outfit, like, that's... Thank you for that's the something low you don't pants. even see. Yeah, yeah like... Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Yes. No, it's true. And like, you know, yes, his episode before was a lot about how he's an abuse survivor, but like you also see that he really loves photography and he loves his half sister and he loves like playing with her and being like, you know, he loves like he he like deeply cares about things and that he has this type of gentleness to him that once again, I think it is very, like, female gazy in a way. Like, he he is someone that yeah. you can tell that they were trying to build him in a way that your that female viewers or viewers into boys, really, would be like, oh, like, Craig is cute. I like Craig. Yeah, like a likable dude. Yeah. I, I was so surprised by that because I really was expecting, if anything, you know, a, a football boy. Yeah. Or, like... <laughs> A, a maybe not so nice and maybe a bit of a douchebag football boy because he's all like the girls like him yeah yeah no i really appreciate it so like and and emma also was really important to craig's um abuse being revealed because she was kind of somebody who was able to kind of connect the dots she's she's done this a couple times where she's like called out injustices and things like that it's pretty typical of her She's she's a good kid, um, but like she's, she's a good egg. she really is. But like she she was one of the people who reached out to him, and in the process of reaching out to him, realized something was wrong. So like they have this connection of sorts where, 
like she she was you know she in many ways was instrumental in him getting out of a really bad home situation um it's just like a very interesting kind of dynamic but i also like that there's still this like lightheartedness of like oh she has a crush on him <laughs> and manny also has a crush on him <laughs> which i get it like yeah, but I also like that, at least, I don't know if that crush on both ends was explored in any other episodes or anything, but, like, I like that while they both obviously think he's cute as all hell, they're still best friends. Like, that's mm -hmm. so good. That's, that was yeah. my high school experience, was, like, just looking at, uh, come to think of it, a boy who did look exactly like Craig now. Right? <laughs> right? Um, and, and, me and, my, and me and my best friend just being like, oh my god. Uh, um, he Craig's only been in the the two episodes prior, which was a two part episode. Yeah, and right, so that's his whole thing. His, his introduction was Manny and <laughs> Manny and Emma see him, and they're just like Manny's just like, "Is that your heart beating?" Oh wait, no, it's mine. <laughs> wow, yeah, that's the moment. And then they fist bump wearing boxing gloves. And it's never explained. <laughs> That's amazing. Sometimes you just... You gotta. <laughs> I love them. They're such good friends. But, like, so... so. <laughs> they, it, we had a season one wrap-up episode. They were voted best couple. It's true. <laughs> Hell yeah. They're so good. But, like, so they go to the dance, the junior dance... And nobody... For, like, five seconds. <laughs> well, nobody here yeah. is a veteran, so I'm going to reveal it now. The song that Snake is playing is literally the song what that his that? band... Yeah. It's the song that his band creates a music video... Oh performs and creates God. a music video for in the original Degrassi. Yeah, I thought he said something about that, like, oh, this is my, like, my song or something like that, and I was like, what's happening? Yeah, so, like, yeah, he's... I hate it. <laughs> yeah. I had written down as a question, like, is this, what is this? Is this a fake song? Like, a song? No. Like, that well, explains it. I mean, it's not like a mass produced song, but it is a song. It's royalty free. Yeah, because it was like a big, it was like his band was called the Zit Remedy, and like, there was like, <laughs> and it was so good. It was like a whole to do. He's like, I have all these casingles ready to go. If you want to buy them, please buy them. I have six more boxes in my basement. <laughs> it was just, it was a nightmare. But yeah, they're there for like a hot second. And honestly, the vibe of the whole entire place really feels like a junior high dance. Like, the only thing missing is like the kids in the corner trying to keep the balloon up in the air. Like,. <laughs> And that this is only also our only appearance of JT and Toby, which I was very thankful for. Oh, thank God. So, like, thankfully, like, they're going to dance. I do also want to give spotlight to Liberty, who looks fabulous. Oh, was that Miss Tina Tana? Yes, it is. That's My a good one. I love her. Like, we, we didn't really get to see too much of her this episode, but we saw some good stuff this episode of her, which is just her just being like, like, fuck you guys. I'm going to go enjoy this dance. <laughs> yeah, she looks great. I was like, good on you, my friend. I also want to give Snake a shout out for going for eyeliner. I respect that. Yeah, I respect that. It was good. It was I literally, good. like... I had to, like, pause the frame on my second watch through because I know all the key plot points were, you know, 
telling me that um, Mr. Simpson was the DJ man, but I had to, like, really have a look at him, because, like, he looks nothing like how he looks without hair. Yeah, and he, it was, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he has I very... Also better. <laughs> he looks different. Yeah, he does. I mean, he's very, like... His hair looks kind of like that in the original Degrassi. It's like that, like, kind of fluffy blonde hair. I mean, he he is very... He, he has a very fun aesthetic in the original Degrassi. He wears a lot of, like, very brightly patterned shirts, like, collared shirts and stuff like that, that are tucked in with, like, a, a high-waisted pant. It's very oh, good. So he dresses, he dresses like me. Yeah, he yes. dresses like me. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> okay. It's true. But, like, unfortunately, true. that a lot of those eccentricities don't really, like, connect into his teacher aesthetic, but... Um, <laughs> It'd be amazing if they did. I mean, as somebody who wears yeah. a fair share of patterned collared shirts to work, I... I would have liked to see some representation, but it's like fine. Like that funky tie or anything. Yeah, well, that's what I had said once. Like, I would have really liked to see that he wore, like, he had, like, a weird tie collection or something like that to kind of connect back to that aesthetic. Well, he's not a dad yet. Once once he once he becomes Emma's dad, time. that'll be every Christmas, birthday, and Father's Day gift. So he will accrue them over time. Yes. <laughs> Good. Um, but... Like it's like tarot cards. They can't be. You can't buy them. They have to be given to you. <laughs> <laughs> there was also a tarot episode, by the way. Oh, good. Terry tries tries to uh, uh, consult the oracle, and <laughs> Paige uses it to run Griff's. It's true. <laughs> good girl. It's very it's good. It's so good. Anyway, so they come back from the dance. Um, Emma swings the door open. She's ready for girls' night in, like, this totally, like, dissociative state. Um, oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> she's just like, he's going to be a part of my life now. I'm going to have to see him more than eight hours a day. And it's just like, it's like, I could only imagine what their trip to Blockbuster was like. Like, like... Manny being like, do you want to watch a rom-com? And Emma just, like, staring at the new releases. <laughs> it's I like, thought the volume of videos that rented was a little bizarre. There's no way you would watch is, that many. The televisions. <laughs> every, show, every show, they just walk in with a fat stack of, like, cassette tapes and videos and shit. And I'm like, you ain't gonna get through that. <laughs> I've never rented more than one Like... I never rented. I, I rented video games a bunch, and you always oh, you always hoped that your save file was still there so you could continue. Oh. <laughs> but, like, I just imagine, like, that blockbuster trip, and Manny is just trying to find something to get it over with. And, like, like Donnie said, Emma is just staring at the new releases, and Manny, like, kind of, like, puts her fingers to Emma's eyes, and then, like, line of sights so I was like okay I guess she wants to watch Fast and Furious <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah Emma wants slash a fix all night slash a fix slash a shows what am I different. I need to I'm dying listen I'm dying. though this, this time though it's totally right for them to be on fan fiction and just reading oh so. oh that's sweet no that they're definitely even more it yeah. totally um, totally like one of them is like did you know that people like spend their time writing thousands of words about our favorite TV shows? They're both sitting on the, like, giant leather chair, like, perched on it, staring at early fanfiction. Yes. They're, like, in the, 
They are in the computer room. The computer room, yes. <laughs> on somebody's, like, tripod site. Yes. Angel fire. Ooh, good yes. one. Wait, what, what do we click to get to the fan fiction? The spinning heart. <laughs> She's like... Okay, but um, we must scroll down, and there's, like, a MIDI sound that just shoots out of the computer. Do you think... Oh, my God, hell. Do you think if it wasn't uh, copyrighted, Emma and Manny would be into Sailor Moon? Yeah. Yeah. They'd have to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because we, we've already decided on this podcast, if it was if they were able to, Spinner would be into Naruto and Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> yeah. Oh. It's too early for Naruto, but he would be into Dragon Ball yeah, like, yeah, he'd just be into Shonen. Yeah, that, that's not a truth that I would have come up with in my own brain, but none has ever resonated truer. <laughs> that boy invented the Naruto run. <laughs> there he goes. He's got a headband. Yes. A headband around those frosted tips. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's, that's just that's it. Oh man. So um, the um so then Su- Susan Nielsen. Pulls her Ron Moore move, and um, Spike is like, "Well, I'm gonna go out with with Snake." So to go see Elvis Costello, which like I probably would go to Elvis Costello before I stayed home and watched. Just, I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm the bad parent. Well, we didn't know when. Like, if, your only daughter. We didn't know if Elvis Costello is still gonna be around then, so. Sometimes you gotta, gotta like. Got a few days left. I, <laughs> I don't know. Can we talk about her outfit? Because yes. I I wrote a lot about this outfit. I want to hear. Like, this was a full like charmed like showcase outfit. I don't yes. know. I watched Charmed a lot growing up, mostly because of the fashion. <laughs> and this yes. would have fit perfectly. It was a powder blue asymmetric zip sleeveless sweater. With that khakis. was incredible. It was incredible. And then she had khakis that had, like, athletic legging-style, like, racing stripes on them in matching blue. Yes. And it was, like, a really great, like, culmination of that the era girl is ready. style. She was the woman ready. Is, the woman is ready. The woman knows what she wants. And she's gonna get it. <laughs> At the Elvis Costello concert. Yes. Yes. <laughs> And on the front step. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah, no, it's... Yeah. It's it's a look. I loved it. I'll be honest. I, I'll be honest. I did, like... I... I have, I have never been a parent. I have only ever been uh, the child of a parent. Um, and that the child part of me is, like... Oh my god, I would be betrayed beyond words if my mother did that to me, which she would never because she she does not dress that cool, nor does she know who Elvis Costello is, probably. But like that just that would have upset me so much if I was in Emma's position. But also, like, as someone who is very close with a lot of parents, uh, as people, I'd be like, Yeah, go out. She'll be right. Yeah, right? Like I, I understand the the betrayal, but but like yeah, there is a part of me that's just like yo, like Spike, like you spent years of your life, and like Spike is also like um, for context, Spike had Emma in in like high school, so like 
a lot of her, her like, you know, high school career and everything, though she was able to, to like, get her degree and everything, like, it was a bit unconventional, um, and the timing was very, like, you know, was changed because of it. So, like, seeing her be able to live her life is also, like, really important in that context of, like, you had your life plan change tremendously, and... You know, you do deserve to go to see Elvis Costello once in a while. With a nice gentleman. It's true. So, obviously, Emma does not take well to this. Um, And as, you know, and this is where um, they decide that they're going to crash that dance. Um, Which... Jenny is so hype. She is, like, hype. Oh, my God, I'm so cute. To break the rules. I know. Well, like, this is, like, the first time. I just say as like a former uh, child actor as well myself, the the joy that it brought me to watch like when Emma was like, let's crash the senior dance. Um, And then Manny like stood up one motion, expressed her hands, second motion, and was like, yes, third motion made me so happy. Like, oh my God, this is my truth. It was so good. Like, her energy she was... so cute. It was, her vibes were off the fucking charts. It's true. Um, but yeah, so, like, they're super-duper psyched. Um, and so they're going to... Um, so they get ready. Like, their outfits are really, really, like... Bang-ing. For, they're so good for spur of the moment. Yeah, on point for, yeah, like... Amazing. For, like, what, 20 minutes of prep? Yeah, seriously. Right, they got pitch perfect. Like, pretty pink. Yes, 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 yes. Like, Manny looks so cute. Oh, my God. Manny is adorable. Her little wig, the little bob and the hat, and the, oh, my God, the shoulder pads. I just, she gave me so much. It was so good. There's another episode where Man, uh, Manny, this boy named Toby, and Emma put on a play about panther hunting (laughs) and Manny dresses up like the hunter because she hurt her leg and it's also adorable because she's just wearing oversized hunter clothes she just like she's so good um but yeah she looks great and Emma like she's teasing up her hair and everything and um Manny points out that she looks like her mom which if, like, you know, they show the picture of her, but, yeah, like, her mom had wild hair in the original series. It was, like, it was just an explosion on her head, basically. <laughs> like, it was amazing. Um, so there's, like, kind of, like, that cute moment, though, obviously, Emma does not, like, you know, is like, ah, whatever, I'm mad. I look like Cindy Lauper, not my mom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like... It, she looks so cute, though. Oh, my God. Her crimps yeah. are so good. They're really good. Intense. Hairspray cramp action. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Um, but yeah, it's like super duper cute. Um, they show Craig, and Craig is in this like, <laughs> like high school Donnie's like moment. Like, just like watching this boy. Yeah. He's in this like Sid Vicious getup um, with like a cropped shirt and like low slung pants and everything. And it's just, once again, like it's six different leather chokers. Like, it was. <laughs> happening he no holds barred here yeah but like i think it goes back to what you said nikki like once again it's very like i think it's like very teenage girl gazy like it is very like what girls want 
to see boys look like. It, it's not girls just... Girls and gay. 100%. Girls and gays, yeah, true. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but, like, but, yeah. it's... And then, like, Joey doesn't know who the Sex Pistols are, which I call bullshit on. <laughs> I loved. I loved Joey. I, I hope he gets... I just wrote down, loser father. I... <laughs> He's a he's a he's a pretty good dude. And then like he he rips out his like goddamn hat, which he wore like every single fucking episode of the original Degrassi. Oh, that's so cute. That's like a little throwback. That's yeah. Nice. They they threw back to it in the first episode where like Spike's going through a big box of stuff and he's like, Look at what I found. I found a hat. Yeah, and then like everybody wears the hat in that ep- like in the first two episodes, like the hat floats from person to person to person, um, and then I guess it you know it finally lands with Joey, so so now Craig is wearing it, which is which is actually very sweet when you really think about it, especially because like even though Degrassi time like most teen dramas is very nebulous, like regardless of how nebulous the time period in Degrassi is, Craig living as you know truly living as joey's stepson is such a new development that it is really sweet to see how easy he seems to be acclimating to it and how welcoming joey yeah. is yeah that nice little connection so sweet yeah and it's it's i'm sure you know i mean i don't know how you feel about this frank but it is a nice reassurance for me as a viewer to be like oh this kid is okay oh no i was so pumped on that like I was like, oh, good, my sweet boy is going to, like, he's going to have, like, a nice, like, life, and, like, his sister's not around, but I'm sure he's pumped to be around her 24 hours a day. It's just very good. Um, so, so he's, like, Sid Vicious, but with this hat. Uh, my, sorry, my personal headcanon is, like, at one point, like, you know, when you're a parent, I did this when I babysat, like, younger kids. I'd be like, well, I better go check on them every once in a while. And I'm sure parents do that no matter what age you are while you're mm-hmm. still living to the house. I always imagine, I imagine Craig, like, checking in on Angie and then Joey catching Aww. Craig checking on Angie. Because, <laughs> like, I feel like that's the kind of person Craig is. Yeah, he is. Um, so, like, he also makes a comment to Joey about how there is a girl that he wishes was going to be there, but she's not going to be. And, of course, you know, it's a good little, little, ooh, oh, is he talking about Emma? Oh, Mm. oh, my gosh. Oh, is the... R.I.P. Emma. (laughs) Right. Yeah, Um, Emma's dead. Yeah. Um, because what ends up happening is, like, so he successfully like, helps them get into the dance. Um, and it's kind of, like, it's very delightful. I don't know. There's something very fun. I know that the crush is there, but there's something very fun about boys and girls getting into shenanigans together. It's, yeah, it's charming. Yeah, it's very charming. It's like they, very cute. Yeah, like, they hide, and they have to hide from, like, the principal and all of this type of stuff. And, like, they have to, like, hide in a small closet, and, like... <laughs> Emma is, like, off to one side, and Manny is, like, clutching Craig with the biggest, like, shit-eating grin on her face. <laughs> they were all, like, grinning, and I'm like, aren't you all? No. I'm having a good time. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, it's just, like, it's, it's just very, I don't know, it was very weirdly endearing. Um, and, and then this weird sound effect plays. I actually pulled it for, you know, from onto my phone. I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> but, I didn't know I was on the morning zoo. 
I am. <laughs> but, um, so, so they do successfully get into the dance, um, and, like, Emma and Manny are thrilled that they're actually in it. Um, and, you they, know. They, like, immediately ditch Craig, by the way. That cracks me up. Yeah, because. Like, the dance, and they're like, all right, see you, bye. <laughs> they gotta work the room, it's what you do. They gotta work the room, and, like, also, at the end of the day, they only look out for each other. Yeah. Like, no matter <laughs> what. Say, they were just dancing with each other. Though. It was good. Uh, like, so cute. I, I also like to imagine when Spinner finally started dancing, Emma was just tearing him a new one because Spinner probably made fun of her for her panther dance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Revenge. But the panther dance is like the most... It was at like a coffee... It was at like a showcase, like a cabaret yeah. type deal. So, like, a lot of people were there. Two words. In, well, one word. Interpretive panther dance. I want to see it. It sounds great. It's real good. It's I, a very I good episode. My daughter. I, I recommend the episode. But, um, so, so you know, the whole entire thing is happening, and Craig is, like, at one side of the room, and they're on the other side of the room. And he comes and, clo- he, like, closes the space between the two of them. Oh, three of them, really. Um, and then it's just like, oh, is this the moment? Oh, and then the writers bait and switch you because Craig is like, oh, Manny, can we dance? Yep. Yeah, uh, it's a bit of a mm, what you say moment, <laughs> um, which I did not copy onto my phone for this moment, but I wish I did. Truly. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's it's rough for poor Emma. I feel bad. Her day is just not going good. No. She, she has experienced so much betrayal today. It's it's rough. Yeah, and just like it also kind of like it made me feel something because like the two of them tried to like check in on each other as it's happening and like are like is this okay? Is this okay? And it I don't know. It's just like it really reiterates how important they see each other in, in their lives, but also the fact that they are still, like, kids, and they do still have, like, certain feelings about things, and it's... Yeah. It was very real, it felt. What it, what it really, like, gave to me was that um, it's putting Emma in the same position again of that... Yeah. Well, I can't mm-hmm. really say, no, it's not okay you know like yeah you're yeah like he likes you and you like him what what can I do like throwing a tantrum is not going to do anything you know and that like that's just her mood du jour yeah and I do kind of I feel like if she hadn't been going through all of that all day already that might not have provoked such an an extreme response oh yeah well I also feel like it kind of goes back to Um, so, like, after the dance, like, Spike, and, like, you know, Spike is making out with Snake, and, like, that's a big to-do, but, like, when, which, like, you know, okay, fine, they're making out, ooh, but, like, I think that it's also very telling, because, like, when they talk about it afterwards, like, it's very obvious that, like, what, like, Emma's pretty explicit, like, what is eating at her is kind of an amalgamation of everything, it's not just one specific thing, and, like, her going off about the making out 
is more the tipping point. Like, it's everything else that had happened that day and every other, like, micro-betrayal, basically, that had happened to her made her so upset by the end of the day. Rich, poor kid. Yeah. Well, yeah, definitely. It's a bad day to be Emma Nelson. Yeah. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, I don't know, like, there's some very good, like, very girl moments, which I think goes back to, like, what this writer is very good at. I feel yeah. like she's very, very good at girl dynamics, and she's very good at, like, how girls act. Um, and what I also really appreciate about it is, like, Emma tells Spike, like, you know, I might not be okay with this relationship situation. It may not be that good. And Spike validates it. Yeah. Yes, that was my yeah. biggest note for the whole thing like i was just all caps like she it's it's a rare to see a mother validating the notion that her child doesn't know like it's so rare that that's the resolution to any plot point in fiction mm-hmm. and, you know like it's 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 not something that i think is really seen as a satisfying conclusion like oh i don't know how i'm gonna feel about this you know but it felt really satisfying you know like the girl doesn't know she's not sure yet let her give her time to think and that's okay like that's great yeah no i really agree i i I was very happy that that was the note that it chose to end on because like a lot of the time when degrassi episodes end there's an ambiguity ambiguity to it but it doesn't really feel satisfying like it just kind of feels like it was unresolved but this one there is a lack of resolution but it makes sense because like you know like you said like these things take time you're not you're not gonna know necessarily especially when it's thrown upon you like 48 hours ago it was just nice seeing an adult like recognize a child needing to like work through their emotions yeah you know i feel like that's that's often very rare i agree i agree wholeheartedly it was a very enjoyable note to kind of end on um but yeah so frank usually do a letter grade read uh letter grade rating what would you give this episode i'd give it a a minus like it got dried down a few things here or there, but it wasn't as problematic as the other episodes we've watched. Um, my One of my big complaints is they had a dance, but nobody was sitting outside crying. <laughs> yeah, you needed somebody, like, sitting on the bench right there. Just... There, was one, there was one couple that I think broke up on the steps, though. I don't know if you guys caught that, but, like, there were a guy and a girl were, like, chatting, and then... The guy like walked off, and the girl just like put her face in her hands, and I was like, "Sweetie, what's wrong?" Oh no! We may have gotten that. That's true. True enough. Um, yeah, but I'll still stick with my A minus. Um, I don't know if you two want to give a letter grade at all with with it. It lost a letter for me because I did not see break dance, so I give it a B. <laughs> Fair it's enough. hard to rate something when you haven't seen all the other episodes, but in general, like enjoyment quality, um, you know what? I think I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go B plus on the safe side because it was very enjoyable, but also because it was a little bit bad. You know, like I mm-hmm. liked it because it was a little bit bad. 
Yeah, yeah, no, I feel it. Um, the next, so the next thing that we usually do, and this is very Frank-centric, but I encourage anyone to kind of come in with their, with their impressions as well, which is like character rankings. And the way that our character rankings kind of function is basically like a stock market of how Frank and other like more newcomers feel about the characters. Like I can't participate in this. I have a thousand feelings about all these characters and a lot of it has to do with seasons that we are nowhere near yet. But like I kinda, I'm always very curious how people feel about certain characters at the end of the episodes just based on what had happened in that episode. So Frank, if you like, take it away. Okay, uh, starting with Snake and Spike. Uh, grab hands and head for the stratosphere, you two, because I am super pumped on you two being together. It's what I've been hoping for since the beginning of the se series. It's true. Um, Emma, you're on the rise for a very mature reaction. Uh, Manny, you're on the also on the rise for pursuing what you want. And uh, for yeah, well, they're both also on the rise for putting together really sick outfits. Um, Jimmy and... Yeah, definitely. I'm sorry? Just definitely. Kudos on the outfits, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, Jimmy and Spinner on the rise for vote for another fun, terrible plan. Craig, I'm... Um, hmm? Just laughing. Keep okay. going. Um, yeah. Just laughing at Spinner. I'm sorry. <laughs> Craig is on the rise for, um, for dressing like Sid Vicious and sneaking those girls into the, into the dance. Sean, you're staying the same way at the bottom. Um, Toby and JT, continue hanging out with Sean at the bottom. Um, Paige. Paige is only rising a little bit because, like, she was on a grift, but I don't really think it was that good a grift. Like, not up to her usual... I think much like... Manny and Paige's outfit, excuse me, Manny and Emma's outfits, so, like, this script was just thought up on the fly, and she's like, nah, I could have done better. Um, then, um, J uh, Joey is on the rise for being an awesome new dad, well, dad to a new stepson, Paige, not Paige, uh, Ward, um, <laughs> I think is that everybody? Yeah, I mean it wasn't a very like character heavy episode. Um I mean there's a very brief moment where Ashley gets burned again by Paige and <laughs> um and Hazel. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean that the, the, the two girls they went up to the doors of the senior dance and then they were like, Hey guys and then a couple of other girls were like, Ew, like whatever some no. shit. I mean gross me green is said I had to write down because yes. that's oh, not it brings me so much joy. It means nothing. That's yeah. not a phrase. I, I know, right? But I mean, to be fair, um, the season finale of season one and the reason why Ashley is on the outs like this is because she takes ecstasy and feels the need to just go off on how she hates everybody. And she calls Paige a hag and like she says some <laughs> other horrible things like how she should have broke up with Jimmy on his birthday because she was thinking about it anyway and like all these other things and everyone's just kind of like well fuck you and like alienate her and don't really talk to her so she's trying to reconnect with this new school year but obviously like it's not working that's a lot it is a lot the season finale for season for season one is a lot it's pretty buck wild
It is. Um, but yeah, so I don't know if you two want to give your your impressions of of these kids. Or at least give some standouts and some not-so-standouts. Yeah, I will give definitely some um, some principals awards to Emma and Manny. Because they're just the cutest little buttons um, <laughs> and sweet little friends. And, I mean, I can foresee some choppy waters in the immediate future uh, vis-a-vis um, Manny and Craig being a thing. But I, I, I hope that they... They remain close little buddies because I love them very dearly and they're very good. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? Uh, Spike gets uh, sorry, Spinner gets a thumbs up, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's about all. Yeah. Good um, job, buddy. Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy gets two thumbs up and a nice smile. <laughs> um, who else? <laughs> Okay. Yeah. I I I'm not sold yet on um Snake and Spike's relationship quite yet cuz I haven't seen them interact aside from making out. You know, so I don't know I don't know if I'm ready to commit to saying that they are like they're like my OTP or anything. Fair so enough. those yeah. two are getting like a keep doing what you're doing and we'll see how it pans out. Uh yeah. Yeah, so that's me, I think. And then, Eric, uh, if you have any any takes. My team. I, you know, it must be because I'm getting fucking old now that I was mostly, like, giving props to the adults. That's what it means to age yeah. and watch Degrassi. I know. I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm feeling this foxy mom, and that's, like, the highlight for me. But no, I loved Spike. And I loved her and Snake, and I'm glad she's getting her her groove back. That made me really happy. Yeah, I do mm-hmm. love Spike. Spike Spike is definitely like if she wants my number at any point. Oh, absolutely. Like, that's, yeah, that's for sure. I agree. Um, you know, Spinner and Jimmy want to see good things to each other, um, so they get points for that. <laughs> uh, Emma needs a break. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, yeah, I feel like she, I, I hope she suffers less um, in, in the coming episodes because uh, Manny is a, a shine, and I hope that her and Craig, I hope it doesn't split this this cute trio of people Very apart. Very much so. Mm-hmm. You know that would be that would be painful if it became like a point of contention. Um, Craig is adorable, and I agree with everything you said very like attractive in a way that male characters aren't made attractive um so i give him points for that yeah craig my my rating for craig is like i i'm 16 and we're at my high school locker that i did not have because australia does not have lockers wait really i have printed a picture of him and he's in my locker Wait, we're still hung up on the fact that Australians don't have lockers. Don't have lockers, yeah. Where do you if put your, your shit gets stole, your shit gets stole. But where do you put your books? You can't carry them all day. Do you um, have books? 
in our bags and we just take our bags to like class and shit. We don't have binders either. That's another note that I made is all these kids carrying around their binders with like two hands, you know, like (laughs) holding my books. Like, shut up. Just get your book out of your bag and put it on your desk. So no books, no binders, no dancing. Yeah, that's Australia, baby. Come visit. (laughs) Oh my God. Sounds that sounds wild. Yeah. I'm gonna send I'm gonna send Kevin Bacon over there to do his footloose magic <laughs> to bring you dancing. And he'd be like, I'm so old, Frank. It's like, get on the boat. Yeah, also, God, teach them about God. trapper keepers. <laughs> Why can't I take a plane? I said, get on the boat, Kevin Bacon. <laughs> no, they won't let anyone on a boat in here. Like, we can, no, don't even start. Oh my god. <laughs> I will put him in a box full of tarantulas. <laughs> this has been Australian facts with Nikki. Just carry your shit, kids. Anyway, <laughs> so, much, so it's so much shit. So, so, so Craig would be if you had a locker, the boy in your locker. Yeah, he, he would be in my locker. Yeah, definitely taped up at the back, some like in a heart-shaped little cardboard frame. Good. I don't know what I'd feel if That's I saw that opinion. in a girl's locker. Like, where'd you get that picture of me? <laughs> oh, you know. Like, yearbook photos and shit. Who knows, man? Maybe I just took a, like, little Polaroid of you. Yeah, that's an... Uh, that's an action... to say. That's an action shot, but I wasn't in school when that was taken. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know. Your addresses are uh, public, it's fine. I was at my grandma's house. <laughs> Me too, baby. <laughs> she's a sweet woman. I don't know where we are right now. We're in a weird energy. We are. Um, anyway, wait, anyway, Craig. Craig. Craig is cute. Let's move on. Craig is cute. Yeah. But, um, I mean, any other character rankings or shall we move on to the next phase? I think that was all for me. Yeah, okay. that's all. That's all that matters. But, um, so, so then. The way we cap it off is um, we like to give recommendations. And of course our recommendations can connect more directly to the plot or like as a substitute for the plot. But they can also just be things that you like right now. Um, But I figured because this was a super ED-centric episode, this was my way to recommend Pose to everybody. So if you are somebody who... It's so good. Um, But yeah, so if you're somebody who has an appreciation or interest in the 80s, specifically from the point of view of um, the ball culture of New York City, please check out Pose. It's really, really good. It has a lot of LGBTQ actors in it, but um, more importantly, it has a lot of trans women of color. Um, And also, it's just an obscene amount of found family tropes and developing new themes of found families and a really, really good interesting look at what it was like to be in that time period to deal with issues such as the AIDS crisis to deal with issues with identity and relationships um and also just have these great characters that you are constantly cheering for um so if this is something that you can get your hands on please 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 watch it because it's legitimately like my favorite thing at the moment I'll have to rabbit that sometime because I do not have the streaming service that that is on and I desperately want to see it bad. We'll do that. That's a date. You mean Donnie? We're on a date now. It's happening. I'm so glad because it's just going to be me crying about yes. Blanca. She's my favorite. <laughs> um, 
I'm gonna nominate something else where a breakdancing, and not and it's not a contest. It's a um, like showcase or something features heavily called Summer Heights High. Yes, 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 yes. I love you. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> I I watched that at random. Um, like, my sister's like, you have to watch this show. I was like, what is it? I was like, is this one guy playing three different characters? And it was so goddamn funny. It is so fucking funny. Unfortunately, there is one of those three characters, he is in blackface. Um, so we don't stand him. Um, but there is, if, if I may recommend, he does do a show where he is only playing um, Jemay, the, the girl. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Jemay, a uh, private school girl. And if you enjoy your summer heights high, that's where all the best content comes in. Um, my favorite thing is she, uh, Jemay asks a boy out and like, he says no. And then she literally runs like 20 feet to where all her female friends are waiting to comfort her. So good. <laughs> it's such a good moment. <laughs> Amazing show! Oh my god. So that's it. For, that's it for my recommendations. Do y'all have anything? I did not come prepared for that. Well, what's something that you're enjoying right, well, right now? Yeah, I'll go first, and then you can think about it because yeah. I do have a recommendation. Um, so this is one that you guys, I would say, almost definitely probably have never heard of. Um, it is an Australian teen tween broadcast. I would say probably on this. I don't know. I think the girl's in about grade seven. The protagonist is about grade seven, so you know, that's your age group. Um, and it is called Mortified. And if you're looking for girls like your Emmas that just get put in terrible, embarrassing, awful situations, like there's in in the same vein as. Um, my mom's dating my teacher, except this time it's it's a pretty nuclear family where the mom and dad are just like really schmoopily in love and the dad sells like underwear at the local mall and everyone's just, basically everyone is just really embarrassing to have around when you are a teen girl. And that just gave me so much Emma-like vibes. Uh, I Mortified was a childhood staple, so that... If you if you want to feel bad for some more girls, <laughs> go ahead. It's a really funny show. <laughs> Sounds right up our alley. Yeah, to be honest. that might be yeah, a good. Honestly, it is. It's, yeah. That might be our mid next mid season break. <laughs> yeah, it might be. Do you have anything, Eric? Uh, um. Okay. I don't watch anything because. Uh, the only thing I can think of recently, I did read the. I think the actual trilogy, Imperial Racked trilogy, uh, it's a sci-fi trilogy. I read a lot. And it was really, really good and interesting. Um, I think they're called Ancillary Justice, Ancillary Mercy, Ancillary Sword. Um, but if you like sci-fi and like thinking about like ideas of consciousness and gender and like self, um, it's a really interesting book written from the point of view of the ship AI. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would recommend it a lot. It's really interesting because the entire book is written with female pronouns. Like, every single character is referred to that way, but it's 
it, no one's ever actually described in any gendered way. So hmm. cool. And also I love yeah. that Donnie and I were immediately like, oh, AI. I found it one of the more interesting ways to like think about like art because the artificial intelligence chip controls multiple people, like multiple entities. So you're constantly seeing things from like points. Um, and it's handled really well. It should be confusing and it's not. So I would I would recommend it a lot. Interesting. Thank you for that rack. Um, yeah, no problem. Thank you for both your recs. Um, so, so you know, let, we should probably just wrap it up right now. Um, what are the ways that, if you feel comfortable, of course, are the ways that our listeners could potentially continue to keep in touch with you and hear some of your hot takes? Well, if you want to see me make a... Uh, <laughs> along with other... Uh, Bizarre cosplay, me a disaster town cosplay uh, on Twitter. Um, I, because zines is a very local format, a lot of my stuff is just simply not on the internet, uh, very intentionally. Um, but you can be my friend at uh, Nicreus on Twitter, so N Y C R E O U S. Nicreus is me, um, and I talk a lot about. Tieflings. This is true. That's kind of where I'm at right now. (laughs) This is true. I. I... Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, my good friend. No, it's fine. I I appreciate a good (laughs) tiefling talk. I mean. Oh yeah. They're good. They're so good. Um, They're good. They're from hell, and it's very gentle. (laughs) It reminds me of when I I was running the um, I was running the game with my kids last year, and um, there was one character. One of my kids would always like yell at the other at the tiefling, and like she would just constantly be like, "Well, you're made out of hell, so like, I don't know." <laughs> that is the best like insult and also compliment I have ever heard, and I'm gonna right? use it on myself every day. That's my new self affirmation. I am made out of hell. I'm glad, and you know what? I'm sure that kid would be really glad to hear that too. <laughs> um. But uh, I'm... it's nice to hear somebody else has a self affirmation that's like super nerdy and awesome. <laughs> it's good. Um, but um, of course, for other people, if you want to keep in touch with um, the podcast, you can email us at ihopepod at gmail.com. You could tweet us at ihopepod, or you can go on to Tumblr at ihopepod, or our Facebook group, which is I Hope I Can Make It Through Podcast. Um, especially if you're interested in potentially co-hosting like our lovely uh, our lovely co-host this evening. Um, so if you're somebody who is interested in getting involved in that, please email us letting us know your interests, whether you want to be on any kind of episode we can fit you in or you have specific episodes in mind. Um, also, um, if you want to send a clip of some sort or a uh, or like a te- like a paragraph talking about how an episode or characters or something about Degrassi means a lot to you, we would love to receive it. We would love to read it or play it, depending on what it is. Um, so definitely include that if you are interested in emailing us at ihopepod at gmail.com. If you want to talk to me individually, uh, please please follow me on Twitter at dm is unbreakable. I'm uh, at stuck dancing on Twitter. Um, and you can definitely talk to us. Um, other than that, um, I think we're pretty good to start wrapping it up, yep. it's, which is wild. So, um, 
you know, evening on our end, afternoon on Nikki's end. Um, <laughs> we, we hope we can make it through, and we hope that you'll be there with us. Um, so until next week, everybody. Bye. Bye. Come home in the morning light. My mother says, when you gonna live your life right?